a reason that we put ourselves last is because that's what we've seen others do. That's what we saw our moms, our grandmas, our aunts do. And that's what I feel like society wants us to do as moms. It's like they praise that. Oh, you've done so much for your kids, but they don't think about what comes at the expense of that. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than A Mother podcast. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. My guest today is Sherry Twitty Hawkins. Sherry helps people make themselves a priority by practicing self-love and self-care so that they can live their unique God-given purpose. She is a speaker, poet, author of Self-Care Affirmations for Moms, Sherry is also a praying mother and wife who resides in Texas. Today, Sherry and I talked about the importance of knowing who you are as not only a wife and a mom, but as a woman as well. We talked about the importance of self-care, affirmation practices, and prioritizing our time. When asked what it means to be more than a mother, Sherry said, being more than a mother means being in touch with who you are as a woman. Knowing your hopes, dreams, characteristics, strengths, limitations, and working intentionally to become the best version of the woman that God created in you. Let's dive into my conversation with Cherry. Hey, Cherry, how are you? Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am well. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad that you could be here with me today. And I cannot wait to get into all the exciting things that you are doing, everything that you have going on. But before we jump into all that you do, if you could please just introduce yourself to the audience, tell us a little about little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, I am Cherry Twitty Hawkins, self-care coach for moms. And I help moms to rediscover the woman within, embrace the woman within by helping her connect with her strengths her limitations by practicing self-care, self-love, and self-confidence. And I do that through speaking, books, uh, online courses, coaching. And I'm also a mother of four and a wife to a wonderful husband who supports me. (laughs) And I love to dance and sing. And I love God. That is fabulous. And I saw that you are a twin. You're not just a mom of four. I saw that you're a twin mom. So I'm sure that is quite interesting. Yes, I have boy girl twins. They are 11 years old and they are so different. Oh my goodness. They're twins, but they are so different. Oh, wow. That's amazing. As I said, I'm so glad to have you here with me today. And I love that you are a self-care coach for moms because I feel that is so important, especially as us moms love to wear ourselves out and run ourselves thin and not always take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, if you could just take a moment and walk us through your transformational journey, your aha moment in your life to kind of put you on the path that you're on today. Ooh, okay. Speaking of twins, um, <laughs> okay, after I given birth to my twins way back then, I was working 
I was working for a corporate job and then I ended up getting laid off because they downsized. And I was what I call moms know what I'm talking about. But if you're not a mom, you're listening. I call it mom zombie mode. I was breastfeeding, making bottles, changing diapers, trying to get some food to eat. You know, of course, my husband was was helping me. But still, I was just like, I'm just a zombie. It's all about my kids. And I was like, God, I need something for me. I need where is Sherry? She's disappearing. (laughs) And so from there, to make that part a little shorter, I ended up making inspirational jewelry. So I did that for about five years and I felt God calling me, pulling me. And for those of you who are women of faith, you know, if God wants you to do something, he will make you uncomfortable. And so I started just feeling like, okay, what is going on? And I just was like, eventually I was like, God, what is it? Just what? What is it that you want me to do? Because I'm tired of feeling like this. And he was like, when you were in college, you did your poetry. You said you wanted to write a book and all of these things. So I ended up performing at a conference about living your purpose. And before that, I wrote a book called Living Your God-Inspired Purpose. So from there, I was doing speaking. And then, and my audience was mainly women of faith. But God was like, I want you to, as we say in the business world, niche down, get more specific. And I'm like, but what? I don't, uh, again, prayed <laughs> and asked God to show me, say, what, what do you do every day? You're a mom. You're a mom. And there's so many moms. And he just really opened my eyes to it. It's so many moms who, as you said, we wear ourselves thin. We do so much for everybody else. And we forget about ourselves. So I went from, you know, encouraging women to live their purpose to moms. And then God was like, how are they going to live their purpose if they don't even take care of themselves? If they don't even take the time to discover who they are. So got more specific. (laughs) And so that's how I went from there. I went from speaking to coaching, helping moms, you know, one-on-one or in group settings discover who they are so they can indeed take care of themselves, live their purpose. That's excellent. And as you said, it is so much for moms to really live their purpose, figure out who they are, take care of themselves. It is a lot that is in all of that. But I did want to back up to where you were talking about being in corporate and being in mom zombie mode, because I feel like that is such an important thing to touch on because there are so many moms that we have babies, we have kids. Some of us have multiple kids that wind up being toddlers and infants at the same time. And we get into this kind of mode, as you said, to where we have to not only if we're working, we have to work or run a business, then we still have to take care of our little ones, make sure they're okay. And then we have to find some time to kind of have some time for ourselves and everything else that we have going on in life. But a lot of times the things that kind of fall off first are taking care of ourselves. So then we become in this kind of mom zombie mode. So when you were in this mode, kind of like routine going through this, like, how are you feeling? How are you navigating? What was life looking like for you at that time? (laughs) I was exhausted. (laughs) You know, it's exhausting taking care, especially when they're little and you have more than one, it's exhausting. But I think 
the reason that, and I've talked about this a lot, a reason that we put ourselves last is because that's what we've seen others do. That's what we saw our moms, our grandmas, our aunts do. And that's what I feel like society wants us to do as moms. It's like they praise that. Oh, you've done so much for your kids, but they don't think about what comes at the expense of that. And so I think that's the reason a lot of us do that. And I had to begin to switch my mind and think, okay, you're exhausted. You're worn out. You're yelling at your kids. You know, maybe your business is suffering. Why? Because you're not taking care of yourself. So I had to begin to switch my mindset and say, okay, let's think a little differently about this. As I heard, if you guys follow Lisa Nichols, she's a transformational speaker. She says, you can't pour from an empty cup. And you can't think about that. I posted a picture of me holding a cup upside down with my hand under it saying, you know, if you think about that, take a cup right now. If you have a cup by you, take a cup, pour it. What, what's coming out? Nothing. Because you are not filling your cup up and there's negative repercussions for that. So I think about that. What are those negative repercussions and do I want those to happen? And what can I do to be preventative versus reactive? Oh, no, I'm sick. I'm in the bed. Oh, I need to try to get up. Mm -mm. Let's prevent that. Let's do things, small things to prevent that. Right. And it's so important to be proactive. And that mindset really does play a big part in that because it's so easy to be exhausted and we all take on, as you said, because society kind of tells us to be these super moms and doing everything for everybody, but leaves out the part of if you want to be a quote unquote super mom, you got to refuel, re-energize, get some energy from somewhere. You can't just be this super mom and you're just giving, giving all the time and not putting anything back in. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't. I wanted to go back and touch on that zombie moment because I think it was important to relate how you went from being this exhausted zombie kind of mom, then going through the mindset transformation, whatever the works that you had to go through to now you're at the point to where you're able to pour into other moms and say, okay, this is not where you want to be. And so that you don't get in that kind of zombie mode, that burnt out, miserable, exhausted mode. Let's take these approaches now. Let's implement some self-care into your life now so that you can be a well productive citizen of society, so to speak, and not this zombie. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, well, for me, I just have to do small things. You know, like for me, I, a lot of people love coffee, but I love tea. I love a nice hot cup of tea. So I would take time and just enjoy that tea. I would let my husband do things instead of, you know, how uh, can't nobody do it like mama. True. But that doesn't mean you need to do everything. So I would delegate to my husband or we had a blessing. Oh, it was so wonderful. My mom and my aunt came right after the twins were born and stayed with us for two weeks. 
oh my gosh. So that allowed me to have a break. So important, just take little small steps. Take If you can get two or three minutes into yourself, just a woosa, it will help so much. Because often we think, oh, I need a 30 minute or two hours or a day break and I can't get that. So I'm not doing anything. No, start with the small stuff. Sometimes I'll go in my closet or in my bathroom and just be like, God, because I know I'm about to yell at my kids. No. Okay. Whew. Just say something positive over and over because I'm big on affirmations. I am at peace. I am at peace. And just say it over and over until I feel my heart rate, not dropping, until I feel my heartbeat getting slower. Because, you know, when you get angry, it's like boom, 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 boom. Yes. <laughs> so just little small stuff like that really helped me a lot. And I still do it now. They're 11. <laughs> and I still do it now. I have times where if I feel like things like you mentioned from work, because we're doing a lot. If I met, if there's things with my business, with my marriage, and I know I'm already irritated, I say, mommy needs some time. Mommy needs some time. And I'll come in my room, close the door. And they'll be like, oh, mommy needs some time and they'll go play or whatever. <laughs> so it's just, you know, taking, like I said, taking those small steps. Now, if you can do something like get yourself a hotel room, you know, twice a year or something, do that. I'm t- Ooh, I've done that too. Mm. It is a game changer. I call it a mommycation. It is a game changer. You have that time to yourself. You don't have to worry about anybody but yourself. Now that's self-care. I love doing it. Yeah, that's definitely a great part of a self-care plan. I like how you pointed out self-care can look so different and it can be two or three minutes or it could be a few hours. It could be 30 minutes. It could be a weekend. It could be a week. However amount of time that you want to spend or however amount of time that you can afford to implement this, it's just the important part to just do something. Mm -hmm. And also how you're able to communicate that. Because I think a lot of us get stuck on wanting people to read our minds. Oh, yeah. So we get, we're irritated. We've had a horrible day. Like you said, you're going, you need that time to yourself to kind of decompress, calm yourself down if you feel yourself getting worked up or whatever is going on. So you're able to communicate, mommy needs some time. And I feel that communication really plays an important part in self-care. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's very important. You are absolutely right. And when you said when you said that about people wanting to read our minds, I actually did a video about that. I was like, yes, <laughs> we have to, we have to. Um, I did a series on lessons from Mother's Day, and one of the lessons was we have to say what we want. Because I saw a lot of moms, they were like, Well, I expected my husband or I expected my kids to such and such and such. And I'm like, it's nothing wrong with the expectation necessarily, but you need to say it. You need to say it unless you just know without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to get you some flowers. Then no, you don't have to say it, but you know, if they don't normally do it or they normally do something different, then say what you want. Say it even with, and talking about younger kids, them setting them, <laughs> what well, we teach them to, but us setting boundaries by saying, I need mommy time. You have to tell them repeatedly. Like my six, well, he's seven now. He just turned seven. I have to tell him repeatedly because he has a very strong dominant personality. 
<laughs> mommy needs some time. He's like, I'm going to lay right here by you while you have some time. I said, no, you're not. You're going to go play. Mommy, I don't want to go. He'll run by my bed and stop. Mommy needs some time. Go play. You have to keep reinforcing that. You have to really, we have to communicate. And we have to, and anybody who's a mom knows, I don't like to repeat myself, but we have to. Okay. It's just a reality. <laughs> we have it's to. Yeah. I mean, even not just with kids, but with adults too. You have yes. to repeat yourself. Yes. You, have to, you really do. Even though it's frustrating, you have to repeat yourself and also understand that, or come to an understanding. Me and my husband, we did this exercise where I say, and I think we did this at a conference we went to. I say something and he tells me what he heard. Oh, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. That is a big part of communication. <laughs> that is a big one right there. Because oftentimes we say something. I run into this now with my kids who are, my girls are 11 and 13. And then my son is 20. But with my 11 and 13 year old, I run into that now with, okay, I say something. You only hear the first half of what I said. And you already made up your mind about what the conclusion is. Mm -mm. So then it turns into this whole thing. And it's like, well, you said I could never. I didn't say you could never. What I said was, <laughs> I just had that. I had a conversation like that this past weekend with my 13-year-old who wanted to do something. I'm like, no, you're not going to do that. But when you get older, maybe you can do it. All she heard was, no, you're not going to do that. She got upset. I'm like, hey, what is wrong with you? Because you said that I could never. I was like, I didn't say you could never. <laughs> so I'm going to have to start doing that. What did you hear me say to you? Because I feel that it's so important that in communication styles that we kind of just will say something, but based on what we say, the person shuts down immediately and doesn't hear anything else that we say after that. Mm -hmm. So yes, that, like you said, that is a key piece asking, okay. And I, I even do that with my six-year-old. What did mommy say? And he'll say the way he think he heard. I said, no, I did not say that. I said, you know, blah, blah, blah. What did mommy say? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, Amazing how that communication comes into play in all areas of our life with kids, with adults, with everyone. Communication is key to so many things, including self care. Yes, ma'am. Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the More Than a Mother community today. Head on over to LawanMoses.com. That's www.lawanmoses.com and join my community today. Now you mentioned that you are big on affirmations and I too am a person that loves affirmations. And I saw that you wrote a whole book of affirmations. And what I would like, if you could just discuss, how did you start to implement affirmations in your life? Because I would say for me, I know when I was at my burnt out lowest moment, I started with affirmations and I didn't really believe them at first, but I knew that eventually I would believe them. So I'd be interested to just hear, how did you start your affirmation practices? Well, I started writing them, saying them to encourage myself because we have so many negative thoughts. 80% uh, of our thoughts are negative, which is very unfortunate. But I knew if I wanted to get to a higher place, become who it is that I'm meant to be, I needed to change those thoughts. And of course, I heard other people say them. Other people saying, you know, 
to, and this is what I tell other people to do. If you have a negative thought, write it down, cross it out and write the opposite. So if you feel like, you know, I'm not good enough, write it down, cross it out. I am more than enough. I am more than enough and say it over and over. And that's where it started. I used to write them. Actually, I still do. A lot of stuff I say I used to, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And I have little post-it notes. They're different colors, like pink, purple, green. <laughs> They're up in my office. <laughs> I'm laughing because it makes me think of little kids. But I've written different affirmations on those. And I look at them during the day when those negative thoughts start to hit. So, and yeah, that's where it started. Pretty much the same, you know, using that word burnout. Oh, yes. Yes. That will help when you're feeling burnt out. For yeah. real. Burnout is definitely a place I've been and I never want to be there again. That's what kind of started me on my own self-care personal development journey was reaching that burnout. I'm like, I will never, ever. I know they say never say never, but that is one thing I will say. <laughs> I will never, ever reach burnout again because that is a horrible miserable place to be. And I mean, if anyone has been there, I'm sure you can speak to that. And or for people that are currently there, I just want you to know that you can come out of it just starting to implement some mindset practices, some affirmations. And as I said, when I was at my burnt out point, I didn't quite believe everything that I was saying, but I knew if I kept the practice up and I knew if I kept doing it, then eventually I would start to believe those things. Point of it all is when you're in that burnout space, you may not believe everything that you are saying to yourself when you start these affirmation practices and this mindset work, but you have to start somewhere. And I knew that by repeating them and by saying them that eventually I would start to believe them. And so that is why I implemented affirmations and all into my already prayer, all the other practices that I have. That was an important thing, those affirmations, because as you said, you have to replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Because if we don't have anything to kind of negate the negative, then we're going to constantly believe that negative narrative that we're telling to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about what you are doing as a self-care coach for moms. Well, as a self-care coach, uh, when we discuss in our sessions, my big thing is I want you to work on a specific goal. And a lot of us as moms, because we don't practice self-care, we don't make ourselves a priority. We don't know what our goals are. We don't know what we want. We know what our kids want. We know what their goals are or what our goals for them are. Mm. And <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> That's a whole nother something else. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a whole nother narrative. But we don't know what our goals are. And being with self-care, self-care is about taking care of your health in all aspects. So whether that's you want to know how, and this is big for moms, balance time or, as I say, prioritize your time. Because I have a lot of moms that join our community and they say their barrier to self-care is they don't have enough time. And I say, especially if you're a woman of faith, yes, you do. When God created time, he knew exactly what he was doing. Now it's up to us to, as I said, prioritize time and including ourselves in that. 
So when you make your to-do list, I say, put yourself on there. Don't only put wash the clothes, help with homework, all these different things. Put yourself on there. Like I said, even if it's two to three minutes, cup of tea, cup of coffee, uh, prayer, devotional, whatever it is for you, read a book. Put yourself on there. <clears throat> and specifically, depending on your problem, I actually say that, as we already talked about, starts with a mindset. So we will talk about that. Why do you feel like you don't have enough time? Because it really boils down to you feeling like you're not important enough. So we attack that. What is that about? And I actually give you a personality assessment because we all think differently. Some of us are very emotional. Some of us are not. And we talk, remember we talked about the communication piece. So maybe somebody is saying something to you and it feels very hurtful, but to them, they're not emotional. So they're just, they're like, what's the big deal? And you over here, you just hurt. You just hurt. So <laughs> when I find out that, you know, you indeed have this personality trait, then we figure out how to work with that, how to communicate to that person, how to communicate with yourself. Because I found out, oh, I can't remember the percentage, but we use vocabulary wise, we use the same words, the same way we have those negative thoughts. We have, we use those same words to describe ourselves. So once you're able to realize, okay, this is the personality trait I have. And big one people know is introvert versus extrovert. Like some people are like, what is self-care for me? I don't like to be around a lot of people. Okay, you're an introvert. You refuel when you're alone. So let's talk about things that you can do by yourself. Can you go on a retreat? Like we talked about the hotel room. The introvert will want to go by themselves. The extrovert will want to have a girl's weekend because that refuels them the energy of other people. Oh, it just makes them come alive. Introvert, it drains them because they're like, I don't want to deal with all of y'all. And some people feel bad. Don't feel bad. That's how you are. That's how you are. And that's okay. But if you're consistently put in situations like that, you're going to feel anxiety. You're going to feel stress, which can lead to burnout. So knowing those types of things, some people, they don't deal well with their emotions. They're like, I don't know why I'm always angry. Well, you're not, an, if we flip it, you're not an emotional person, but the people around you are emotional and you don't know how to handle it. It's too much. So you're angry and you don't know because you're not emotional. You don't know how to express in a positive way. <laughs> to the emotional people around you. Okay, this is a bit much for me. How do we compromise? But it, so it's different. Coaching is, it's very interesting. I ask questions to really understand what your goals are, what you're struggling with, and what are your strengths so that we can work with those strengths to achieve whatever goal you're working on at this time. And we wanna work on one goal at a time because as we know, being moms, when you stretched out, going all these different ways, you're not gonna get anything, you're not gonna get a focused goal accomplished because you're pulled in so many different ways. And I think that's what coaching is very awesome in helping you do focus. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes, it really is. And we speak the same language with prioritizing your time because I am big on 
prioritizing your time and not only just putting yourself on your to-do list, but making yourself number one because you don't want to get lost in that list of things that we have. So I always tell people, not only do you put yourself on your to-do list, but you put yourself as number one as a non-negotiable because a lot of us will make a to-do list and like, oh, that can wait. Oh, this can wait. And if we get lost in that list, we're going to tell ourselves we can wait. But if we Mm -hmm. make that our number one top priority, then it is non-negotiable. I love that word, non-negotiable. Yes. Need a daily reminder that we are on this journey together? The More Than a Mother apparel and products line is your everyday reminder that we are mastering our mindset, owning our time, and making money moves. Head on over to lawanmoses.com forward slash shop so that you can shop the More Than a Mother line and feel inspired and motivated every day to get up, get moving, show the world that you are more than a mother. Now back to this great episode. So aside from motherhood, what ha- what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? I'm trying to think. <laughs> and I always say aside uh, from motherhood, because moms always like oh, to yeah. say my kids. So I just tell people, yes. your kids are a given. Let's talk about something. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm like got a balance here, like marriage and my business. Because marriage is, oh, Lord. Mm. That's the whole other. Like, <laughs> okay, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole other topic for you. Yes. have a whole conversation about that. Just like parenting is tough. You know, if they say your spouse is your mirror. So it forces you to really look at yourself, your strengths, your flaws, or whatever word you want to use. But you are, oh, mm. Yes, it does. (laughs) Like parenting does. So I can amen to that. It certainly does. Yes, but really it, I I guess I'll say my marriage because like I said, it's tough, but it prunes you. It helps you like who I am now. Oh, I'm a totally different person because I've had to deal with the things that he does that get on my nerves. And I feel like I want to, as they said, you can't change your spouse. Only God can. So Things that I've wanted to change, I have to look and say, okay, what do I need to change? Also, do these things really need to be changed? Because I may be like, oh, I wish he would start closing. Like on TikTok, they had that thing where it's like, leave the door open, (laughs) the song. (laughs) (laughs) And they have people walking around the kitchen, leaving the doors open. I was like, oh my God, that's my husband. (laughs) And so... I like to take things, because I'm a woman of faith, I like to th- take things to God in prayer. So if I'm like, is that something I should be? I'm not going to ask God, please let him start closing. Uh-uh, we got bigger fish to fry. That's not, so I just have to get over it. So I need to learn to be more patient. I need to learn to get over it. <laughs> so um, That's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's just marriage really, like I say, your spouse is your mirror, so. Yeah, it's helped me grow as a mother, as a business owner, just all around. Right. I can definitely relate to that. And I agree with that whole marriage. That's a whole nother story for another day. But I can definitely relate to it being part of your pruning process, just like parenting and making you into the person you are today. As I like to say, those type of things build our character because it shows us a lot of times, the like you said, the flaws within ourselves or the things that we kind of 
can push aside in ourselves, it kind of calls it to the forefront when we see that mirror. And it's like, oh, instead of focusing on changing this, I need to focus on changing myself. So I think that is the good part about it. (laughs) So what is a piece of advice that you could give to a mom that is listening, who may be struggling with self-care and can kind of take those first steps to start to take care of herself? You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. I had a mom ask about dealing with the mom guilt of not wanting to mom because it gets so overwhelming sometimes. We need to change our expectation. Change your expectation of self-sacrifice and replace it with self-care and start to do little small things. Like I said, what's something you used to do that you love to do? Maybe you can't go and do it for 30 minutes to an hour, but do just a little small, something small. If you love nature, go walk outside, walk around the block. If you have to take that stroller, girl, take that stroller. I used to do it. I used to have a twin stroller out walking a mile. Oh, Lord, that was hard, but I needed it for my mental health. So just start small and know, as we both talked about, repeat those positive things. I am worthy. I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve this. Yes, I like that. And I like how you said, change your expectations of self-sacrifice and change that to self-care. That is so powerful. So I thank you, Cherry, for joining me today. If you could just tell the audience where they can connect with you and find you online as well as find your book. All right, guys. Well, you can find me online. My website is cicinspireme.com. And from there, you can book a coaching session with me, buy my book. (laughs) You can also find me on TikTok and Instagram at cicinspireme. And on Facebook at Cherry Twitty Hawkins, Mom Coach. Wonderful. And I will be sure to link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me and sharing all your great self-care tips and advice for moms. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, We've got this.